Back in February 2020, we had an episode, quite popular in fact, called How and Why to Identify Your Ideal Customer. Sales and marketing people use this term all the time, Ideal Customer Profile, or ICP. So when you understand whom you're serving in your business as a coach or consultant or trainer, you're going to better target the right people, you're going to communicate the right value message, and you're going to increase your chances of delivering the right training to those people. So today we want to reflect on together who your ideal or dream client is, and I'm going to give you some steps to help you work out who is right for you and the questions to get you started. This is the Training Business Podcast. Hey, and welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hey, welcome to the show. If you're a client-focused person like me, if you're working with your own clients as a trainer, as a coach, as a consultant, as a facilitator, every single Thursday without fail, we have an episode of the show on your podcast platform of choice. If you're someone just like me, who has developed his own ideas, his own programs, his own workshops, and you sell that expertise to people who pay you to help them with their challenges, their problems, then you could say this is the show for you. And I've been doing this for years. I've worked with my own clients. I've worked with other people's clients. I have coached, I have trained, I have facilitated, and I always love having people on the show who have their journey to share with you in the form of a story. We have guests on the show and sometimes as is the case today, it's just you and I. So today, as we get down to business, this is about understanding your ideal client profile, who you should serve and whom you should not serve. So thinking of recent episodes we had, guests on the show, um, some people who've been guests have been people who sell leadership training. Now, this is not my area because I don't have credibility in this space. And leadership training doesn't really interest me so much as sales training, which is my area. So I'm not going to make money here. But someone called Kevin Eikenberry back in November 2021 was a guest on the show. You might want to listen to his episode. And he describes how he started off in leadership training and how he built his credibility. And Kevin is quite clear now on who his ideal client profile is. Similarly, uh, diversity, um, equality, and inclusion training is not my area either. I've, again, no credibility in this space. I've no content in this space. And there are people better at it than I am. And if you want to listen to someone who has built a business on those themes of equality, diversity, and inclusion, sometimes called DEI, then you can listen to the episode from September 2021 with Kim Scott and Trier Lynn Bryant. Or maybe communication training is your thing. It's not my thing either, although I do work in a sphere of communication in terms of sales training and coaching. But back in April 2021, I had five times TEDx speaker, Julian Treasure, in fact, five times TED speaker, I should say, Julian Treasure on the show. That's Julian, J-U-L-I-A-N, Treasure. And he has written a book and given some really interesting keynotes. And that episode was called, How Do I Speak So People Want to Listen to Me? Julian's also written a book. So his area is communication training, specifically 
active listening. And finally, and most recently, we had Sophie Thompson on the show a couple of weeks ago. Sophie is CEO of a company based in the UK that focuses on things like communication training, but it's virtual. So she delivers programs which people can use with a virtual uh, experience. So immersive training with a, with a headset like the o- Oculus Quest or Oculus Rift from Meta. Uh, and there are lots of signs to suggest that that is increasingly a fast-growing area, virtual training, 3D training, and so on. So each of these people, whom I've mentioned this morning so far, Kevin, Kim, Lynn, Julian, Sophie, all of them are successful as trainers, as training companies, working out whom they serve and why those people need them. That's exactly what successful entrepreneurs do. Whom do I serve? Why do we need to communicate with these people? Um, Where are they? What do they value? What is their role? What do they want to buy? What's on their radar? What challenges are they facing? All of this is part of fleshing out your ICP. And if you think of this, you want to be talking to people with decision-making authority, sometimes called DMA. If you're not communicating to the people who have the power to recognize how you can help them and why you should help them, they're not likely to want you to help them. They're not likely to hire you or pay you to train their people, to work with their people. So I'll give you an example. Uh, My ICP is something like this, Uh, a director of sales or a VP of sales or head or director of sales enablement, typically in their late 30s, early mid 40s. The challenges they face could be, for example, that their team are not coaching. They've got sales managers, sales leaders who are not coaching, although it's part of their competency. Um, And this is leading to retention issues, performance issues, and growth issues. And each of these, of course, are felt by my ICP. So we want to focus on things which cause problems or represent challenges to someone that we communicate with, because then it makes sense. This person whom I'm approaching will know the value of coaching and helping people to be accountable. And this is, of course, very important in sales teams. Sales is a hard job, and this is why my training focuses on helping people with with these challenges. So ideally, the person I'm communicating with already knows, or I may have to help them to recognize the value of coaching and how to keep their people accountable. So this person is interested in having his or her leadership team learn to coach from me. And this is the training that my business provides. So this means that I've got to work with someone who feels the right way about the need to train people to coach and who prioritizes the enablement of his or her managers. So they basically want to know from me how their people can be trained to coach. And this is exactly what my training material, my coaching programs focus on. The thing to remember for you as you're listening to this is that businesses don't buy. Businesses don't buy. People in businesses buy. So let's think of the demographic profile. Two things today, the demographic profile and the psychographic profile. What does that mean? Well, the demographic profile is the age of the person you're talking to. Now, you might say, well, age doesn't really count. This is simply an exercise, so bear with me. What is the age or demographic? What is the age of the person you're talking to? That's part of the demographics. What is their role? 
where do they work? Um, number three, what is their job title? Number four, which industry do they work in? Number five, what experience or experiences have they accumulated over the years? Maybe number six, what is their education level? Is it third level? Is it secondary? Is it on the job? And seven, well, what else can you think of? I'd like you to work out a couple more yourself. Okay, can you come up with more? What describes the demographic profile of your ideal client profile? Again, where do they work? What do they do? What is their title? What industry are they working in? What level of a business are they in? Uh, Are they owners? Are they managers? directors, vice presidents, and where are they based? How do you actually get in touch with that person? And this is why LinkedIn Sales Navigator is really powerful. I'm always surprised how few people have heard of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. It's a version of LinkedIn that helps you to find really granular client profiles for you. If you're training people or selling your training into the corporate space, it makes sense to use this tool, I think, because it helps you to find out Um, the kinds of people that are out there that you should be communicating with based upon things like role, age, uh, profile, job title, experience, education, location, and so on. I'd like you to come up with at least three more. That's your homework today. The next thing is what's called the psychographic profile. This is more about the internal workings of your client, your ideal client, your dream client, okay? What are their goals, number one? What are their challenges? Number two. Number three, what are their values? Number four, what are their interests? What do they interest themselves in? What do they read? Uh, You know, what blogs do they subscribe to? What publications? Number five, priorities. What do they prioritize? Number six, what emotions do they have or feel? What are their feelings towards particular things? And seven, what are their behaviors? Now, you might say, well, I don't know, Mark, because this isn't stuff I know yet. That's fine. This is simply an ideal client profile. You can work on this, test your assumptions, test your assumptions, I should say, and then change this as you learn more about your ideal client. Now, why would you want to do this? Well, a couple of reasons. When you're working with marketers or campaign managers, let's say you design Let's say you decide to work with a lead generation agency or you hire someone to run Google ads for your training business or Facebook ads or TikTok ads or ads on Spotify or something else. Your marketers, your salespeople, your campaign managers, in fact, even you will want to know and should want to know how to, where to find your ideal client profile. Who are they? Where do they hang out? What do they talk about? What do they value? What do they look for? And the closer we are to understanding that person, that ideal client profile, you will be much more efficient in communicating to them, not to those people, not to those people over there, not to these over here, but to these people right here. I'm talking to you. You're my ideal client. This is how I've helped people like you. This is how I can help people like you. And you're going to save time and money and energy by focusing on your ideal client profile. So a couple of questions for you before I wrap up here today. Do I understand the professional goals of my ideal client? Do I understand the professional goals of my ideal client? Number two, do I understand the personal goals of my ideal client? Do I understand the personal goals of my ideal client? And number three, with my ICP, have I now got a plan around how to identify, qualify, and communicate value to my ideal client? 
Okay, so those are questions that you really have to work out, and this might take some time. You might might have to conduct some surveys. Again, you can hire people on Fiverr Business or Upwork to help you to build a survey. That's something I'm about to do actually very soon. And this is the reason why, because I'm working with a guy um, in Australia who's going to build using Active Campaign a what's called a nurture sequence, which is the series of emails that people will get when they sign up for one of my lead magnets. In other words, when they download a chapter of my book, which came out back in uh, May, or if they download a PDF or some kind of checklist, which I'll develop with someone else I'm working with, this is uh, the beginning of that journey. And through those emails, I'll begin to uh, talk to them, uh, communicate with them, and qualify them and understand, are they people that um, are they're, they're right for me? Am I right for them? This will take time. Maybe you could conduct some one-to-one conversations with your current clients or past clients and again, find out why they work with you. What is it about them that makes them right for you and you right for them? So this will take time. This will take time. You may not need everything up front. Sometimes it's a case of just selling into the market, selling your programs into the market and seeing who buys. And then over time, you begin to realize there are particular things or signals that identify the right person for you. More of these people, less of these people. You have to be willing to change this. Again, it might take a while, one or two years. But when you're crystal clear about your dream client, your ICP, your ideal client profile, you will, as I said at the beginning of today's episode, one, better target the right people, which is more efficient and less expensive, two, communicate the right value message, and three, increase your chances of delivering the right training, coaching, and facilitation workshops and programs. So that's it for me today. Thank you for tuning in. There is, of course, a fresh episode of the Training Business Podcast on your platform of choice. However you came across this show today, thank you for your time. I really appreciate your continued loyalty and listenership. Please tell other people about the show and please subscribe to the show because it costs nothing, takes a couple of seconds to do and helps to spread the word. If you've got suggestions about the kinds of guests or the kinds of topics you'd like to hear more about, please drop me a line. You can reach me personally by using mark at trainingbusiness.com. If you've got uh, ideas for content, please let me know. And of course, you'll find all content episodes on trainingbusiness.com. And there's more news about that coming up very soon. Thank you again. And I look forward to your time next week. Bye for now. once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. See you next time.